Where's the kaboom? There was supposed to be an earth-shattering kaboom. And there was nothing. No. Welcome back, guys. Hey, guys. Shelly and Derek coming back at you with the Demonic Phoenix Show. Here to tell you guys about AEW's Revolution pay-per-view show. First off, I'm going to put it out there. Besides the lack of the earth-shattering kaboom. <laughs> I thought it was a pretty spot-on pay-per-view. Mm -hmm. I have a few problems. I have a lot of things I'm glad about. Okay. But I think it was a really good mixture of positive and negative. I do kind of feel like it was a over-hyped pay-per-view. Yeah. Everyone was saying it was going to be like the quote-unquote WrestleMania yeah. of shows. You even told me this yesterday this is what everyone was saying on twitter yeah don't blame me for people talking about things on twitter no but you, know? you agreed and i you know honestly i got hyped up too yeah. i really anticipated this to be similar to it Mm-hmm. so let's start off with what we had the kickoff match with it was thunder rosa and rio versus Britt baker and makito yeah, this was um, quite the interesting match. This was the one that was starting in the pre-show. And I actually didn't mind it. So we had this whole storyline with Britt Baker saying that she tried to clear Reba, Rebel, whatever her name is. And to get her, you know, that medically cleared that she can't wrestle. And, you know, but she found a replacement. Mm -hmm. And, you know, later on in the night, we saw that Rebel was actually... Completely um, fine totally playing it off and she was just playing aloof um but uh the match was great i think that um the chemistry between rio and makito were really great like Absolutely. this is the only time i finally enjoyed rio i don't really like rio she doesn't um give me any kind of passion okay she's a great wrestler mm -hmm. she but she's very mediocre to me and maki ito is someone totally new i've never seen her before she's totally new to me and she was just so much fun because she was nothing but personality i like her personality a lot uh she is gonna be on dynamite this wednesday night she's gonna be returning yeah so i'm glad to see that she's gonna be teaming with Britt baker again yeah, and by the way, guys, if you haven't seen BT, spoiler alert, she is about to join Dark Order, maybe? She's here, bitches. What's up, <laughs> motherfuckers? Yo, it was so great. She came in on Dark Order saying after they were saying, who could they get to replace Anna? Anna is irreplaceable. There's no one who could replace Anna. Anna? And she just Anna. comes out of nowhere. <laughs> She's like, I'm here, bitches. What's up? Holding up the middle fingers was great. So the match itself, I thought was very entertaining, especially yeah. for a kickoff show. It was great. Great start. I'm not going to lie. I kind of felt like this match was better than the women's title match. Oh. I feel like Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker, their chemistry is becoming a lot better. Rio and Britt Baker, they have history. So there was a story to tell with that itself. Maki Ito, is, she's just there because she needs to prove herself. She was eliminated in the first round of the women's tournament. Okay. So it's like everybody here has something to prove to themselves. And on top of that, there's a story within every single one. Yeah. I loved it. I feel like Thunder Rosa and Rio actually had good chemistry as a team. Yeah. Britt Baker and Makito had a lot of chemistry as well. I, I, I gave this match like uh, about a four. I gave yeah. it a four out of five. Absolutely. I loved it. I kind of felt like 
this should have been on the main card. Oh. Compared to... Well, unfortunately, you have to put the women's the title... The Sheeta versus Rio match. You got to put the title card over this, you know, just a simple card, you mm -hmm. know? And it makes sense, and I agree with you on that part, because this match was much more entertaining than the Hikaru Shida match versus... Uh, I'm sorry, what's Rio her name? Rio Mizunami. Rio Mi Mizunami. Mizunami? Mizunami. Okay, I wrote down Like Mizunami the Miz with before. Unami after it. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I made a typo before. But um, I loved Mizunami and Hikaru's match. Mm -hmm. I hated Hikaru. In Britt Baker with Makito and Thunder Rosa and Riho. Where I don't like Riho, I liked her. Okay. So it was crazy because I was just like, wow, if only we could get more, like, get her to be around more personal, like, people that have personalities. Like, it's, she, you know, she's from Japan, so yeah. she carries the Japanese personalities and where, like, whatever they choose to go with, like, an evil chibi or a cute chibi. And it's like seeing both of them, it was really seeing a devil and angel perspective. It was really cute. See, I brought something up to you during this match. Do you think we need more Japanese females Definitely. to actually work Rio style? Because Rio is kind of like, all right, I'm on defense the whole time. And then it's like, I'm getting a huge pop yeah, at the not, end. I mean, not even just that. It's just like for in general, just to get an eclectic group of women. You know, you have Thunder Rosa from Mexico. You have different. You have a whole bunch of different girls from around the world. You mm -hmm. have legit Layla from Russia. Mm -hmm. You got, um, let's see, uh, Ty Conti is from Brazil. Yep. You you got women from around the world, and I would love yeah, to Anna. see. <laughs> you got Anna. Anna. <laughs> Where is she from? She's from America. Oh, I'm okay. She's sure. American. Okay. She might be Canadian. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, well, you know, you have a couple of people that are Canadian in there too. So, uh, isn't Britt Baker Canadian? Ooh. Is she Canadian? No, I wait. I could be mistaken. My bad, girl. I'm my bad. I love you, but. Um, you got me questioning that now. Yeah, but you know the whole match. All walks itself, of life. I I gave it a three and a half just because it was a little, you know. All right, it was cool. It was a little like. Oh, what am I watching Riho in this match for? But, you know, it was a great introduction to bring Maki Ito for it. Absolutely. It was a great shine for her. Britt Baker and her worked really well together. And even Reba. I mean, Reba doing her classic, you know, interruption and, and doing her thing. Like, okay, fine. It was so expected. It was so overplayed. But overall, a good match. So that's why I gave it a three and a half. But then when Nyla Rose came out. And that she was came later. out with Vicky. I was like, Th that oh. was much later. That oh, that was that later. That right? was later. Oh, that was after Hikaru's match. Yep. Right? My bad, you guys. My bad. But you know, I digress. I just want Nyla Rose to come back and get her belt. Mm -hmm. You know, and with the, you know, just going into the women's match, right? Let's yep. just go straight into the women's match. Okay. This. Um, it was just so sub part of me, and I was just like, the, it, it wasn't me. Or was Hikaru really sloppy and like with low stamina that night? Alright, so the only reason that I actually found this match entertaining was because of Ryo Mizunami. Uh, I agree Shida with you with that. Was, I agree with that, but answer my question. Uh, you were completely right. She was lacking. She was sluggish. She didn't have... She's just very lackluster. And, oh, that's a great and word. And there's a lot that I really am yearning for. I don't know what else more I can put out there, but I've, 
I feel like there's a disconnect with the crowd. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that her style worked in Japan. Maybe. But yeah, again, like I said before, this is why we need people like Makito to be in here. This is why we need people like Ryu Mizunami. Shida doesn't have the agility and the burst of energy that anyone else really has. Like, I, I see Nyla Rose having more energy burst than she does. Oh, definitely. I agree with you with that. Uh, this match, I gave legit maybe a three, maybe a two and a half. The only reason why I did put it so oh, high... I forgot to rate it. <laughs> the only reason why I did put it so high was because Rio was actually really good. I enjoyed her, but it's like, yo, if only one person is giving it their all, and I really can't rate the match completely. Like, Sheeta does the same exact formula every single match. But in this, where it, this is a pay-per-view match, you have to train yeah. to give your best performance because your best performance should be at the pay-per-view. Mm -hmm. And it looked like Sheeta didn't want to prepare at all or she overexhausted herself. One of the two. Because she could have either one been under pressure and overexhausted herself trying to train herself to it and had no idea or how to even keep up with Mizunami. Okay? Mm -hmm. Or two, she just didn't give a fuck and was like riding the women's title belt because she hasn't been really defending it. It's just been given to her like every time. It, this 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 reigning championship has been my most irritating thing that we've experienced in AEW so far. It's really disappointing. I was really actually hoping that Mizunami would be the person to win and have her registered and all of a sudden signed into AEW and therefore growing the women's division in AEW. But no, Sheeta wins with a very sloppy, very, very sloppy uh, Falcon Arrow and... Um, the Tamashi. Yeah, and the time she and she just like, what are you doing, girl? Like she didn't even sell. She looked like she was just straight up tired, and she just wasn't there. She was either hungover or something. But it was, it was horrible. I gave it a three and a half just because of Mizunami. Wow, you gave it so high up. Holy just because shit. of Mizunami, dude. Just because they took Mizunami seriously. She had like a fun little pop last week. Yeah. When she was featured on Dynamite. See, that's another thing I wanted to talk she about. She was a lot of fun. Then. Last week I described her style as. Like a Kevin Owens mixed with Taz. Yeah. And we didn't see that on Dynamite. But then we saw that on the pay-per-view. On Revolution. We on Dynamite, she was like playing around. She was all giddy energy. She had like that yeah, she Japanese pop energy. Bunny. Yeah. <laughs> Japanese pop bunny. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, what happened to the Savage Beast that I remember seeing? And then we saw that come out in Revolution. Yep. That is what I want to see in this women's division itself like she kicks Sheeta's ass i, I want to see her versus nyla rose again Ooh. i feel like a second match between that was them great they had phenomenal. a good, i didn't even get to see that match they had a great match though oh you saw that that was on wednesday night that was on dynamite last week dude did i dang you dang see? you see Boo -doo -doo. you see <laughs> edibles also affect the memory <laughs> um so i would give it so, a three just because of the ending Okay. What happened afterwards, the aftermath of the match, the post-match? Yeah. With, with Nyla Rose coming out, jumping Sheeta. And at that point, you saw Sheeta and Rio actually join forces together. Yeah. And it was like, all right, so like, it was just a face versus a face. There's no real blood loss or anything. You did see the code of honor between the two in the beginning of the match, which yeah. I liked. 
But what I loved was seeing Britt Baker come out and help out Nyla Rose. Like Yeah, and um What's her name? I'm sorry. Vicky? Uh Makito also Makiito. came out. Yes. So I liked seeing this trio together. They were all dressed alike too. Their they wardrobe were was very similar. Spot so I was on like, wardrobe. are they creating a triple threat? I don't Which know. It would yeah. be awesome. Look, I wouldn't mind seeing that. I don't know what's going on with that because on BTE you got like this church merch shit going Yo, on. Oh church merch, <laughs> church you guys. Merch. <laughs> I have no idea where they're going with this, but I love it. They're like looking for greatest ways to make quick, fast cash and Oh, man, I don't even know what they're doing with that, but it's exciting. I love seeing Nyla Rose. I just want her more in action. I want her to take back the belt, girl. She well, deserves the belt she better. She is the number one contender. She is 5-0. and oh. yeah, I don't care that Rio won the number one contendership in, at, in that tournament for this match on last night. All I'm concerned about is this ranking system right now. And I want them to stick to this ranking system. I'm, I'm done with these ladder matches. I'm done with these tournaments. I'm done with any battle royal to become a new number one contender. I don't see a reason to have those when you have those same people in the top five already. The only reason to do a battle royal or some shit like that or a tournament is to spotlight someone new. They did that with Rio, 100%. Yeah. But it's like... Me. I'm over it. I I want to go back to the ranking system. I She's want not, you to actually keep to your word. I would have rather it had been Makiito to be that one person to be that pop at the end mm -hmm. versus Nyla Rose instead of Rio. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's, it is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. And um, we got to see her. And we, you know, we could only hope that AEW can... You know, continue to progress their storylines and evolve and learn from any experiences that they've had, especially from this pay-per-view. Um, you know, a lot of people are t creating the hugest buzz. There are a lot of people are talking mad shit about it. And it's people are being, I think people are being extremely harsh with this because uh, we were listening in to Busted Open with Dave LaGreca and... Bully Ray. Bully Ray. As always. <laughs> And they're really great um, to listen into and listen to their opinions. And I agree wholeheartedly that, you know, the whole pay-per-view was extremely great. But curse the man that said everybody's going to always think about the finish. Yep. Bully Ray quoted Vince McMahon. I'm not cursing you, Bully Ray. I'm cursing Vince McMahon, you know. I curse you, Vince McMahon, for cursing us with those words. He, he jinxed us, man. He uh, I'll tell you this much. Jinxed I'll, us. I'll give you an experience. <laughs> That is very similar to that. I went to a pay-per-view. It was WWE. It was No Way Out. I remember the main event specifically was Roman Reigns versus AJ Styles. Roman Reigns has the title at that point. He was a face. He, mm -hmm. was, a, he was a super baby face. AJ Styles was super heel. We all thought, well, everybody thought, okay, oh shit, AJ Styles is going to get it, finally. And it was legit a squash match for AJ. It was over within uh, a matter of like 10 minutes. Half, uh, halfway through the match, the whole arena left already. And everyone was booing. People it, went to get drunk. <laughs> yeah. Well, even more drunk before they could. How sad. So yeah. it's like, th there's always going to be something that is left sour in your mouth. Like a sour taste. Yeah. And no matter how hard you fight against it, people are always going to remember that one moment yep. that you fucked up. Mm -hmm. You can bat a thousand, 
you fuck up once, you fucked up. Yeah. People always remember that fuck up. Yeah, people, people are going to... You know why? Because the negative always makes better gossip. Mm-hmm. And you're going to get people to talk more about how horrible an ending was rather than how incredible the rest of the match was. Can I give you another example? Completely outside of wrestling? <laughs> okay. Michael Jordan. Everyone's always like, Michael Jordan is such a great basketball player. He was such a great player. Yeah, but he was a shitty baseball player. Like, that kind of yeah. tainted his name a little bit. Yeah. You know, like, you no matter how Michael great... Jordan. People would be like, oh, man, remember he when he couldn't even do baseball for shit? Regar forgetting completely all the championship rings he owns from NBA. Mm -hmm. You know, like, fuck that, right? Oh, but, the whole yo, sneaker line that he that's has. Why, that's why I'm like, people are way too harsh of critics. You guys suck if you're so wholeheartedly trolling this shit because the, the match itself... If, if you gave me no explosions and it was just a barbed wire match, I thought it was amazing. We'll get into that later, though. Like it'll, like I'll get into that later. But with regarding that whole, you know, people are gonna talk about it. It just, guys, fucking let it go too. <laughs> Learn to enjoy stuff. Like let it go. Be forgiving. Like Bully Ray was talking about how he was defending AEW fans and saying that we're very forgiving fans and you know we can understand shit happens and it does. Shit happens. Um, but damn, to hear like that people are like fucking criticizing and saying that oh fuck this show this is what i waited for this and that it's like you know what i don't know where you even coming from they could be a troll they could be anybody just there just to hate you know so come on guys don't hate appreciate so next match i, I want to talk about Sorry, I did prattle on. Yeah, like you went really far into the future for us. I get yo, I can't help it. Future. I mean, it's the one thing we're all talking about right now. <laughs> and we will talk about it. We will get into it later. So my bad. Young Bucks versus Jericho and MJF. What did okay. you think of this match? This was fun. I had, I actually enjoyed the chemistry between MJF and Jericho, and they had a great match against the Young Bucks. I was really surprised. They took a lot of good hits. They uh, took a lot of good beating up, and they did a lot of good delivery back. I I loved it. It was four out of five for me. All right, so this match I feel like had a good story in it. Yeah. There, they, MJF and Jericho tried to pull the whole heel card. They tried to figure out any way that they can possibly cheat. Mm-hmm. Warlow's up in there creeping. <laughs> um, looking all sexy. Jericho <laughs> hitting Wardlow, I feel like was. A very pivotal thing for the story of the inner circle. Yeah. Him hitting uh, Wardlow with the Judas effect. Mm-hmm. It's gonna get him back to bite him in the ass. This match was better than I thought it was gonna be. I will. I, agree. I will be completely honest with you. It wasn't as good as FTR versus Young Bucks. I'll put it that way. But I enjoyed it. I much rather have seen this on, I would say, Dynamite main event. Yeah? Yeah. You don't think this was pay-per-view worthy? It was and it wasn't. You know, like, it was great. Matt and Nick both had the time to shine. They both had hot tags throughout the night. Usually you only get one hot tag from one of the competitors, like, for each team. But they both had their hot tags. It, they had good chemistry. I did like the way they teased the Meltzer Driver multiple times. And yeah. the ways that MJF and Jericho had everything scouted. Yeah. It showed that, as a team, even though they are single competitors, they did their homework 
Yeah. You know? And it's not the first time that the Inner Circle has gone to war with the Young Bucks. They faced off prior with the whole stadium stampede match. Yeah, So they true. do know each other's <laughs> styles, you know? So I was impressed. I was a little upset that Sammy Guevara didn't do shit. Yeah. I think that actually has more to do with what we're going to be seeing on Wednesday with, what's it called? The Inner Circle War Council that we're getting. Oh, mutiny. Yep. So, mutiny. There's a word for this. Mutiny. I'm happy that Jericho and MJF didn't win because, look, Young Bucks just got their titles in what, November? We just said the other day. Yeah, they just recently got their titles, and you were like hoping so bad for them to get it. I'm like, no, why? Where the did they go from there? No, I wasn't hoping badly. I just, I told I'm you, sorry. I said this multiple times. I said the only reason I would want Jericho and MJF to win were if Santana Ortiz were to win the uh, ladder match. That's the only reason. Yeah. That's okay. like a 5% chance of a reason why I would want them to win. Otherwise, like I said multiple times in the past on this show, you mean the casino match, right? Not the ladder match. Yes, the casino. No, the uh, sorry. They weren't in the ladder match. You're right. The they? battle royal. Okay. Okay. The battle royal. I would have wanted uh, Proud and Powerful to win, and I would have wanted them to go off and face each other for the titles to see who is the team of the Inner Circle, for real. Yeah. That would have been the only storyline. Yeah, but they had a <laughs> they had a storyline on the while back where when they were getting interviewed by Alex Marvez that they. Uh, Santana said it doesn't matter who gets the belt who loses or whatever as long as one of this one of these teams in inner circles gets the belt we all get the belt so they're not gonna really I don't see them doing that face off each other although now with the way the results happen at the end of the match where Jericho lost Mm -hmm. you know MJF is over here saying yeah you know what Chris you're right there's a lot of changes that need to be made and um, it looks like it looks like it's a setup for mutiny for sure. Are we gonna get the sex gods back? I don't think so. Jericho I think, and Sammy I together. See, you know what? That's interesting. I could see Jericho crawling back to Guevara, but Guevara telling him "fuck off," and Jericho just like losing control and spiraling down and being like a big crybaby, um, big crybaby heel on his own, and for him to go solo and then go after any other championship like TNT or AEW again. Okay. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Um, Thanks. <laughs> I, I, I would like to see Guevara as a singles competitor. I'm, I'm done with him being Ooh, on the tag. See, even more I, so I like for to, Jericho to be solo. I would like to see Guevara take on MJF. It's like the person who saw through all the bullshit mm -hmm. going against the person who created the fog of shit. I like that. You know, like... I like that a lot. And maybe you had Jericho involved. Like... Yeah. Maybe on commentary, you know, he doesn't have to be involved in the match. Maybe he's a special guest referee. Oh. Some shit like that'd that. Be, that'd be dirty. Uh, I, I would like this. Because who would he pick? Who knows? Maybe. You know? I could see or maybe that. that. I could, could see. Be a stipulation. I could see I get to pick maybe. The ref. Uh, what is it? A lumberjack match where you have the remaining Ooh. members of the inner circle on the outside, plus maybe some more people from. The locker room itself, so you had a know. mixture. They're, they're depleting little by little, and I think that even if they keep crumbling down, 
that Santana and Ortiz go on their own and Wardlow and Hager go off on their own, then leaving MJF on his own again, too. Do you think Hager will leave Jericho? Hager leave Jericho? Do you think Hager yeah. will leave Jericho? I think so. What do you think? Because he's going to just he take started, the mic, scream champions, and leave? He started, <laughs> well, he started warming up to MJF, MJF as of lately, mm-hmm. so... I don't know. MJF been like rubbing people's backs and people been liking these massages. So it looks like it's totally a mutiny. Like, yeah, we love you, know you long what? time. We love you long time. We use you like pillow. You know? <laughs> we use you for pillow. So but I don't know. It could go so many different ways. This is up to creative and everything and how they're going to approach everything after tonight. For this match itself, I loved it. I gave it a four out of five. It Absolutely. Was, it was awesome. For it was the awesome. actual first match of the night. Good way to start off the night. Good energy. Yeah. Everybody was on the edge of their seat. Me and you were shouting already. We were we oh, weren't even exciting. drunk or inebriated no, at all. Got, no, it was just, just enjoying. Started. Yeah, we didn't even have a sip enjoyable. of beer yet. We're like, yo, this is amazing. It's fun. And the Bucks great. retain, which yep. is the main point. Great, great way to start off the night. Mm-hmm. So, the Bucks retaining actually revolves around this next match because you figure out who they're going to be fighting next. That's right. The Casino Tag Team Battle Royal. Ooh. So this was actually so much better than the last Battle Royal that they had. Yes, I'll agree with you. It was so much more organized. It was more contained. Yes. Much like the way I said it would be and I was hoping it would be. I enjoyed that they had the 90 seconds in between each team. I did point out yeah. during the whole thing that, hey, each team's taking 20 seconds to 30 seconds just to come enter. in. <laughs> so it's like they're just taking up time at that point, which was good because each time, each team did have their time to shine. Yeah. I was upset that Santana Ortiz didn't win. I, I would you say I was a little butthurt. Yeah. I was very happy with the final four. Okay. Overall, this match was enjoyable. I, you did point out a bunch of times, look, nobody's doing anything. But it was also you had the main people in the middle of the ring taking their time to shine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which people who shine the most to me right now, Bear Country. Oh, my goodness. They were something else. They yeah. were tombstoning people over people. <laughs> they <laughs> who, were. Who does that, Bear Country? <laughs> one of the. Bear Bronson, I think it was, lifted somebody up for like a fallaway slam while someone else was on top of them for a power bomb and. He slammed both of them together. Yeah. I, I, I'm like, yo, how? But then Stu Grayson was able to lift one of them up. Oh, my God. Stu Grayson's impressive. Stu Grayson's got core work, yo. Wow. Overall, look, this match was a car crash and just like a spotlight of everybody's main moves and everybody's main talents until the very end where it was the final four people and the final four were phenomenal. Ray Phoenix, Pac, yeah. John, was it John Silver? And, uh, John Silver and Jungle Boy. And Jungle Boy. John Silver always. Johnny Hungy. John oh, Silver man. always overperforms. I really I love wanted it. him to win. I was rooting for him so hard. What a way to make him an ultra baby face by coming out on top. Yeah. You know? Final four. But I feel like he's not a person that actually needs to push. He can push himself on BTE. Yeah, true. He has his own underground following because of that itself. He's an but awesome personality. The way that we got the final winnings, I loved it. Absolutely. 
one thing I found a little wrong. I didn't like the way that Evil Uno sold. What do you mean? Evil Uno got hit with like uh, her Karana or some shit like that while he was on the apron. And he was like, he got hit with it. He no sold. And then he like looked left and right and he stumbled and ran into the turnbuckle. <laughs> so it was like. I didn't even catch that. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? So. It, look, it's just a little stupid things. Thing. It was just little stupid things. Like, like you said, a lot of people just like laying around waiting for their spot, which I guess I get. But I would like Tony Khan to figure out a way and Korea to figure out a way to like utilize that time, like maybe having brawls on the outside or some shit like that. You know, like continue the people's fighting, but it doesn't have to be in the ring. Okay, I get you. Um. Well, I will piggyback off of saying that it was definitely well organized. That's something that I really enjoyed. Like we, when we started watching, I was actually like, "Oh my god, wait! I, I we gotta pay attention because so much shit is gonna happen at the same time right now, and it's just gonna be fucking mayhem, and we don't know what's gonna happen." So they announced several times that they were gonna do specific rules with this match, and they gave everybody a certain time. And yes, I agree with the. <laughs> Wasting the time with their entrances. I much rather they play the song You know when people come out but people to come out running not to be like prancing and doing their actual stances More like a rumble like an actual royal rumble exactly it felt very much like a royal rumble I love that so much. I like the giant counter on the stage that helped so much it was really great because it got me to be able to not only anticipate the next people coming up but to see and want to see what's happening right now before they do you know um with the timer and everybody coming out i appreciated that it gave it gave a certain amount of people time to take a brief you know a breather and to also shine out like you were saying before so I enjoyed this so much and with the final four it was such an awesome finisher I was so happy to see Ray Phoenix versus Jungle Boy Mm. and with Ray Phoenix for the fucking win holy shit those last 30 seconds between them I was lit and I was so happy I had to cover my mouth with a pillow to try not to wake up our nephew (laughs) but oh my god who woke up anyway to watch the main event yeah (laughs) but i gotta say to you this was my favorite match of the night i gave it a five out of five wow okay five out of five pay-per-view worthy excellent performance on all wrestlers excellent i didn't spot that evil uno thing but see it got me to focus in the right place exactly so it gave they gave and, oh, man, great, excellent camera work on that night, too, because Dynamite, something was fucking off with the camera work. Yeah. I didn't they, like it. They did up their game for camera and work. And this camera work was more finessed. It was excellent. It got to see everybody's performances, their moves, and all their different things. Like, I loved it so much. It was so well played. This is one of the, this is one of two that I rated the highest match of the night. Besides the final four, who would you say was, like, the spotlight for you? Or the main... In, in this match? Yeah. Oh, Johnny Hungy, 100%. Johnny, yeah, 100%. Johnny Hungy, wait. Uh, Bear Country was fun. Okay. Bear Country was fun. 
Um, I was just surprised to see so much from everyone else. Everyone else was just their same gimmicky selves and doing their same basic maneuvers. Okay. I did get very surprised what? by number five. Ooh. He pulled out Alan some moonsault shit. Angels? And I was like, what the fuck? And he was the first eliminated. I was like, oh, he what a way to tease impressed. him. You know what? He put on quite a show for himself. He had to... Even though he was the first elimination, he got to show why he is in AEW. Yeah, and look, he's it's impressive. Not just because he is there to be number five of the Dark Order. He has skill, and he has some serious hidden skill that needs to be showcased, not on Dark. Yeah. Oh man, he had he had just as much agility as. Um, as Alex and Johnny Hungy, like he performed really well. He pulled off these moonsaults that I didn't know he could do, and I'm like, oh. You want to know? Stu Grayson is another one that's like a, a small powerhouse. Fantasy casting, I'd like to see Angels versus Phoenix. Whoa, that'd be something. I mean, you know, if uh, you guys don't know about number five, he, you know, he's. They make fun of him. He's that... Fuck off, uh. He's that chump that everybody makes fun of. And I'm like, oh, man. You know, and he's just there. But <laughs> he is one of those, like, secret little underdogs that you know that there's something up his sleeve. You know, And it, it's fun to see him on BTE. So to get to know him more, it is more important for you to watch Dark and BTE. So outcome of the match, like you said, Phoenix and Pac. Oh, man, yeah. I was really hoping for it to be Pac, but I am not at all disappointed. It was Ray, and even actually more happy that it was Ray. Want to know why I'm happy it was Ray who got that spotlight? Tell me why. He's been getting the main <laughs> event spotlight for a while now, for the past maybe three or four weeks. Mm -hmm. With different people, different tag teams, no matter who he's with, yep. he is the main spotlight of the main event. Mm -hmm. So we're finally going to be getting... Pac and Phoenix in the main event against the Young Bucks. Yeah, it's a triangle, like well, two of you know, it's a death. Two of the line. triangle. It's a death angle. It's, it's <laughs> A and B. There's no C. <laughs> they need the uh, the other angle, but um, you know, Penta is there doing his own thing. He was in the ladder match. We'll get into him in a bit. Um, but yeah, I'm really glad to see Ray and Pac have their shine especially Ray like he's only had injuries stop him from actually shining further mm -hmm. I think I think he'd totally be like I think it would have been him in the ladder match instead of Penta to be honest and it would have been Penta lined up with Pac for the rest of these matches while they boosting up Ray I feel like when Ray got his injury between him and his bro like that match between them oh that's on the back yeah that boosted him back. And if it had not been for that match, he would have been in Pence's place right now. And even the whole Eddie Kingston story, too. Oh, Ray Phoenix, he's like my little brother. Like, he's my little brother. Like, he could have played that off on a whole different type of fantasy card, too, yeah, you know? I agree. So, I'm just so happy. I love this match so much. I loved it, loved it, loved it 100%. Five out of five. Orange punches. Woo! I, I gave it a four. Actually, yeah. yeah, like I said, there was a few things I didn't like. Uno wasn't the only thing I what didn't like. What else is uh, something Cesar like? Benoni. Oh, Benoni was oh there. Oh my god, and he, he was a giant bozo, uh, and then he got knocked out. It's I, awesome. I really, really am afraid of him to 
for being maybe possibly the next Nia Jax. Uh, Nia Jax is that clunky worker. Look, she uh, she is a tag team champion. She is clunky. She is known for injuring people. His I will work, make one defense when you're done. Okay. His work is very sloppy. It shows that he doesn't know his proper movements. It doesn't he doesn't know how to actually properly execute what he's doing. And I feel like all the glitz and glamour is kind of fucking him up right now. Mm. That maybe he needs to stay on dark a little bit. Yeah. And actually tighten up a little bit. You know, like tighten up the gears. Okay. You want to know my defense? Look what happened with Butcher. Mm-hmm. Butcher started out clunky. He didn't know what he was doing. He was very sloppy. We had the same feelings with him. Benoni needs to be trained by the right people. Look, I another one I could tell you. Lance Archer. Lance Archer was a little rough around the edges at start. At start. At start. Uh, you know... Oh, at the beginning. I'll, I'll and then when he started after. pulling out moonsaults out of nowhere, I was like, oh, shit. I was super surprised, and I said, this is why he's on Dynamite. Y- you see, so I knew Lance Archer from New Japan, though. So because it's like he's... I knew what I was in for with him. So with it Archer? Was, yeah. Okay. And I've seen Butcher and Bleed before. But Noni, I just feel like is straight out of the Nightmare Factory, and it's just <laughs> given a chance because he's there. Because okay. they need, like, a spot to fill. Look, is... Uh, is he an athletic dude? Yeah. But he needs to execute properly. I don't want to see a Cody Rhodes or a Dustin Rhodes or a Sammy Guevara or Evil Uno out because this guy doesn't know how to do a proper move or know how I to properly execute you. like a simple fucking... That's how I feel about Hikaru Shida. Hikaru Shida almost broke Thunder Rose's neck. She yeah. like fucking helped, broke. Uh, no, it was Naya that broke uh, Britt Baker's leg. <laughs> <laughs> but like, she's just a sloppy. And I would agree that you know there are performers that underperform. Benoni, I don't think is gonna be the grandest star. I don't think he will evolve as much as Butcher and uh, Lance Archer have. Because for me, as a person who's never seen these guys before. I always give, like, the benefit of the doubt, you know, and I try to give chance to giving, you know, um, a positive perspective to it. So I'm like, you know, with Bononi, like, he's teamed up with fucking pretty Peter Avalon. Are you fucking (laughs) kidding me? Like, he's a gimmick right now, so why should he shine? He shouldn't shine. I don't think that Avalon has his own wrestling school. Avalon is oh, so I much better this. than. You told me this. I'm just saying he he's so much better than they. But they're a, they're him. a joke. Yeah. And they're being you know they're being laughed at and that's yeah. a sad thing, when the most talented people are being called a joke. So it, it, I just. Uh, at that point, I would rather have had a different team in there. What would you rather have had? Chaos Project. Another clunky team. Yeah, but you know what? At least a team that knows how to actually execute moves and knows how to sometimes, safely work. Safely work. Luther sometimes be like, "Oh shit, I forgot," and he he forgets where he's at. I think that's part of his gimmick. Oh, I guess. But anyway, it was fun. I I enjoyed it in general. Um, Are you excited for Pac and Phoenix versus the Young Bucks? Oh, hell fucking yes. It's flyer for flyer for flyer for flyer. Like, it's, everybody's a high flyer. This is going to be so awesome. I can't wait for them to 
you know, the reversals and everything, they're all going to be typical, yeah, right? We course. know everybody's moves, but how well are they going to chem- do chemistry with the Young Bucks? Who's to say I'm excited for it? This match, like, definitely has me more excited than if it had been Jungle Boy or, um, you know, Johnny Hungy and Alex Reynolds. I actually think I am more excited for this than if it was Reynolds and John Silver. Okay. To be honest, I am a huge BTE mark, <laughs> but they haven't had their spotlight yet. I feel like their storyline is more focused on Adam Page as it compared to where is the Dark Order going? Yeah. You know? So once they're actually, all right, where are we going with the Dark Order? When are we going to have this Dark Order takeover? Finally. Mm-hmm. Then I feel like they'll tr- finally be a tag team, or maybe Silver will go and be a TNT champion. Oh, yeah, interesting. But until that, I feel like this was the proper move. You got Jungle Boy elevated already. This yeah. match itself shows that he's a star. Holy shit, man! This he, match alone. That was beautiful between him and Ray. Yeah, but Ray Phoenix has been on main event. Uh, seen for the past few weeks like I said makes more sense for him to go forward yeah alright guys so the next match that I want to talk about is Miro and Kip Sabian versus Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor here we go again (laughs) you know that's what I thought I I really did (sighs) and thinking back on it I love the way the match started with Miro and Kip Sabian jumping Chucky and Cassidy. Yeah. Backstage. I, yeah, completely backstage. And he, they dragged him out. That was crazy. This, I think, is where we need to go with Miro. Yeah. We saw a breakdown between Miro and Kip within the match. We saw that Miro gave two shits about Penelope Ford. Mm-hmm. Why should Kip give any fucks about Miro at that point. Yeah, true. So, I'm very happy with this outcome. I love the way that they play this match off like Miro is actually a monster. Yes. A fucking monster. He's hulking out, bro. And look, it took a long time and I think once he breaks the chains of Kip Sabian, we're going to see someone that is going to be on a warpath. Yeah. And I don't think we're going to be seeing anyone that's going to be able to stop him. Oh, man. I hope he becomes the beast that he is, you know, because he is a beast. And he showed a lot of tenacity in this match tonight. You know, I did like the direction he's going. I'm I'm hoping for him to break away and stop being this little goody two-shoes little friend of Kip Sabian. It's just like it's just not going anywhere with this story. No, and it really falls flat that he has... Not just a ball, but a ball and chain yeah. on both feet. Yeah, true. Like he and handcuffs. Yeah, he's <laughs> connected in this fucking love triangle right now. It's not a real love tri- triangle, but he's connected to both of these. He's a third people. wheel, dude. Yeah, he's 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 being a third wheel. He's not being a cuckold, but he's a third wheel. He's yeah. still like on the sidelines of seeing other people happy while he's being outcast and not being. In the shadow. It's He's like just in the shadow. a father driving his son and his girlfriend on a date. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> it's that... true, though. Yeah, I see that. A thousand percent. Now, 
not not only am I glad with the direction that they went with Miro in this match, but Orange Cassidy as well. Oh, I loved. Oh, I Cassidy loved this pop up. Was absent for half the match. Not half. You know, it was, it, was, it was a ten-minute match, and he was ca- it? It, and he came out like five minutes after it. That whole time, Miro and Kip just kept cycling through Chuck. Oh wow! Yeah. I didn't even. You know, I gotta say, I didn't. It didn't feel like ten minutes. It felt that's, like a long match. That's what I liked about it. it. Yeah. It seemed like it was actually dragged out. It seemed like it was actually longer than it was, but they actually told so much more of a story within that 10 minutes than they were able to do in an actual 20-minute match. Wholeheartedly agree. Now, my brother was watching the show with us. Yeah. First off, he did... He got hyped for Ray Phoenix. Yeah. So, that is actually an outsider's perspective. Someone who doesn't really watch AEW on the norm. Yeah, he watches... Sometimes he drops in on a show or two and he'll sometimes come in and watch the pay-per-views with us, you know. And, you know, for him to not know who these performers are, he's like, oh, I knew, I had a feeling that would happen, that would happen. But then he got surprised at some performances, like yeah. Ray Phoenix. And that was fun to see. So when you have the outside watcher coming in and be like, oh, shit, that guy's good. And then he goes on to be a normal competitor. Mm-hmm. That's when AW is doing something right. Now, he also knows Miro as Rusev. And Rusev Day. he was <laughs> like, oh, shit. He was like legit throughout the whole match. Holy shit. He th- went locking the game over and he's like, all right. And then he like torqued back and he's like, holy fuck. And he yeah. sat up yeah. and he's like, holy shit. Like, and it's like, yo, they are, if they keep properly injecting him into our system the right way. Yeah. I think we'll have a champion on our hands by the end of the year. Ooh, I would love to see him have this pop up. I agree with you 100%. And. It would be great for Miro to have the real, true shine that he deserves. Mm -hmm. And for him to be called the best man. Like, stop giving him this fucking title. And he's like this joke of an undercard in this story with all this talent that he can't really showcase. I think he definitely needs a lot more work on his talk game. But he's getting better. He has gotten so much better over the time. I think that he's been mediocre for a little bit. Mm -hmm. He had a little bit of a plateau there but this pop i'm hoping is the way that he's going to keep popping up yep now he's number five ranked in the men's division okay currently oh excuse me okay i'm not saying now but imagine late in december when we have another winter is coming we have him versus kenny omega as champion Ooh, interesting i don't want to see him go against someone like a Darby Allen. I really don't for a championship. No, I hope Darby Allen doesn't really hold the title for too long either. No, because well. one, I hope he loses on Wednesday. I'm just putting that out there so right who? now. He's against the person who won the casino ladder match. Yo, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Which guys, we'll talk about that man later. You guys, um, it's late. It's Monday, and we. Somebody's got a case of the Mondays. I do have a hard case of the Mondays, and I'm trying. I have my warrior makeup on today, but you know what? Sometimes looks are, are all you need to just get by. But today, nah, just tired. Sorry, guys. So continue on. So yes, um. Let's see what happens with that. But with the match itself, Miro 
made Chucky tap out. Yeah. I think it's actually a perfect ending to their storyline. Because it shows... Look, you should have stood with me, man. I told you, stay with me. And now look what you're going through. You should have been my little boy. (laughs) And he didn't. I I enjoyed it so much. I loved Cassidy's pop. I loved his... Yeah. Uh, sloth action into the stage to then, you know, going into his super orange punch mode. And um, I actually gave the match a four out of five punches. I agree with it. It I, was good. It I was like good. the way that Miro sold the orange punches. Yeah, like, he, li- he took the By bars. the second one, he was buckling. Like, I loved it. It, he, yo, see, it looked like a newborn a calf. a great person, man. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Yeah, that's funny. But... <laughs> But yeah, I mean, uh, who's to say what's going to happen next for uh, the best friends? I think that they're going to end up being on a hiatus, and I really hope that they have Miro separated. This is a time to get people to abandon ship because, uh, you know, there was a few, you know, times that this boat did hit an iceberg or two, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I hope that this is one that, you know, these Miro finds a lifeboat and he just fucking gets away. He just gets away from it all. And is there anybody out himself. there? <laughs> yeah. Can anybody hear me? He's right. out there with the... So, say you're Tony Khan. Right now, Miro's at a fork in the road. He could do a singles run with Orange Cassidy, because that's the way wrestling always is. You beat my competitor, but you didn't beat me. I almost got you down, you know? Eh. Or do you go with Kip Sabian? Where he turns on Kip and Kip is angry about all that shit and he kind of rages out on Kip for that. I would much rather him rage out on Kip. I'd rather he stop taking any more of his shit. He's like, you know what? I'm not the little boy in your party anymore and I'm going to go solo. And if you have a problem with that, let's fight. And then Kip Sabian loses to Miro, therefore getting Miro to become a push. And then Miro just go through regular jobbers like he's been. But then getting up to the high cards and maybe even possibly go and aim for the TNT Championship. Because if any belt he can go for that's not the AEW, let it be TNT. Man, we are going to have four shows soon. (laughs) We need more belts. (laughs) We need more belts. Yo, put Miro up for the FTW belt. How about we make the FTW go active? It's not even fucking active. Brian Cage, where is it? Is and that like an activation button? No, nobody knows how to turn it off and turn it on again. Apparently, he knows how to walk with that <laughs> shit. He doesn't know. How, they don't know how to fucking sell it though. Oh man. So Matt Hardy versus Hangman Page was next. Oh, this was fun. This was I definitely this. fun. This was good, clean match. You know, clean to a point where even the interferences were clean. Yes, I love the. I see. There's typical, predictable uh, interferences, Re- like right? Reba, like Reba's right, typical right, interference, Reba. or but Tully. It was, but it was entertaining. But then there's ones like Tully that are not entertaining, and then there's ones that are not entertaining. Like sometimes, sometimes Inner Circle, but this night on Revolution, Inner Circle's interference was fun. Yes. So again, this happened again with who was it? Isaiah Cassidy that came out. With Cassidy and uh, and Mark Quinn with the yep. distraction, and then Dark Order coming in, standing there all dapper and like head to toe. You like, had all these like snazzy suits. I was like, what? And it, um, yo, it just 
it was so good it was so fun entertaining all around i gave this one one this is one of the highest rated matches i gave of the night four and a half out of five okay now i could almost agree with that from, from all the collective of it that's why the whole collective of everything in the match now from beginning to ending yeah. storyline wise yeah i think the match was great i think their whole storyline was fantastic i love the payoff yeah and hangman won that's looking awesome and hangman won now this is what i feel AEW should be doing with their older talent just like how they do with chris jericho chris jericho is a veteran talent much like matt hardy they have yeah. the same amount of years of experience yeah the older talent needs to be putting people over now, Jericho, yes, he put over the Young Bucks fully. I fully think Jericho put over the Young Even Bucks. Even Guevara, MJF, uh-huh. Hager. He's pushing up a lot of people. Santana and Ortiz, the whole inner circle. like Matt Hardy? Yeah. I didn't think that he would be able to keep up with Hangman, but mm-hmm. he did. He did. He did. This is where it was like, all right. He found his mojo, baby. You can <laughs> have... The veteran as an enhancement talent to make the younger talent look great. Yeah. But you can also make them shine too. You yeah. really can. Matt Hardy has shot, has been able to shine throughout everything, no matter where he's been. WWE, not so much, but TNA, Ring of Honor, anywhere he's gone, he's had this persona where he can actually just hone in on the energy around him and be yeah. able to push through and just connect with the crowd he connected with the crowd he was able to work clean match and a safe match i loved it so, i absolutely loved it question for you yeah being that he lost do you think he is breaking not broken but breaking well you're actually asking me a question that i asked you on our last show <laughs> i actually asked you if he b- loses this match and loses all his money does he break Crackle. I want him to crumble like a sandcastle that won a contest for first place. Now, if you are a fan of BTE... Right before they started judging it. <laughs> if you are a fan of BTE, which we are... Spoiler! Matt Hardy is cracking. Yeah, Matt Hardy is. is having a mental breakdown. He's having great... He's not broken. He's breaking. But... He is breaking. He's cracking. Now, grapes are... I think are, he's cracking. Grapes are... His vessel is cracking. ancient sign of wealth and prosperity. At one point, only, uh, like, the wealthy were able to afford grapes. That's why the grapes? The grapes. So, it's like he's eating his last <laughs> bit Mark of Quinn money. and Isaiah are like, what the fuck is he doing with grapes? <laughs> like, they yo, don't even they're know. They're like, yo, do we... Do we get to keep out 30%? <laughs> oh, that's right. Yo, Zaya was like, yo, you're going to hell, boy. <laughs> yo, it was great. They basically found Matt Hardy. They were concerned and they were asking him, what's going on with you, man? And he's just over there like, I got grapes. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, oh my God, Matt Hardy's breaking. And he's just like, you see this grape? Now you don't. And he eats it and just closes the door. I'm like, okay. Like, it, well, it it's like, fun. look, you have a dollar today, you don't got it tomorrow. 
Yeah, he took a lot for granted. He became this greedy cash cow. Mm -hmm. And now he's experiencing the worst of it, the downfall. And he's just like, oh, my God, I lost my first quarter of the year, you know. And not just his, but that also means Cassidy's, uh-huh. Mark Quinn's, mm-hmm. all that toy money. Yep. Like any money from Impact. All that extra money he was making on the side. Yo, you see what he said to Rebby Hardy on Twitter? No. Sorry, hon, but we might have to put off building that mini golf and uh, golf court. Not golf course, uh, go-kart course in the backyard uh-huh. for the kids <laughs> for the next month or so. And I'm no like, golf, yo, no way to sell it. Yo, uh, she even sell, she sells hard on Twitter. I love her. Oh, she's really... Rebby Hardy, she's really good at selling and keeping in character. But so look, funny. for the match itself, I love that Dark Order came in. I love that they took care of Mark Quinn and uh, Isaiah Cassidy. They were like, all right, you guys are there, but we're going to come and fuck you up, initially. <laughs> and it's like, yo, obviously, seven guys is greater than three. Do you know? Yeah, true. So you, you get outnumbered and, yo, the way that Hangman won, it's like the oh, Savior man. Christ being pushed up for the Lariat, <laughs> yeah. for the Buckshot. Dude. That was perfect. Dark Order caught perfect. him in midair. Well, caught him falling from the ropes, and he, they did a really great job of pushing him back. It was really... I'm like, oh, here comes a buckshot lariat with the spring action catapult. It uh, was nice. It was it was all fucking awesome. I totally agree. I gave it a four. I loved it. I gave it a four and a half because it was so fun overall. I loved the whole thing. And you know what? Fucking good for Hangman. Finally yeah. for Hangman. You know, like, you know, and LaGreca and Bully Ray, they were talking about, oh, do you feel any different about Hangman right now? And I'm like, they're like, nah. And I'm like, well, yeah, but no. Nah. Uh, you nah, know what? I want to see Hangman have this time to shine. But that you know, be they TV. said that, but my thing is now, do you feel any different about Matt Hardy? I do. I, I'm going to, like, get that's... to see Matt Hardy have this new personality appear? That is the thing for me now. Matt Hardy has gone on record saying that, look, I had to get rid of the broken persona because the broken persona didn't work without any audiences during the pandemic. Right. And he unfortunately had to debut on the very first show of the yep. pandemic with a zero audience. Yep. Zero audience. Not even... Not even uh, a locker people, room. right? No yeah, locker room locker even. Room people. Just zero audience and... He was like, was it cool? Yeah, it was great. Everybody thought that I was going to be the exalted one. And then, bam, I'm just me. You know? <laughs> yeah. and, and I yeah. completely agree with that. That that was fantastic for him just to be him, not have to be the exalted one. But. It was very different. He should have come in as Big Money Matt. I'll put it this you way. You think he should have premiered as Big Money Matt? Yes. Like broken Matt? Yes. Because. Matt Hardy feeds off of a crowd. When you have the delete chance, it doesn't work when you're just in the in the ring yourself saying delete and no one is there to like hype yeah. it up and bring the energy. Right. You know? Yeah. Like when he does a pose and says wonderful, everyone in the crowd cheers wonderful with him. It's reactionary. You know, like it's very reactionary. And Unfortunately, in this era, he can't use that reactionary character. He needs to take what he can actually get heat with or get a quick pop with. 
we know regular Matt Hardy wasn't doing it. Yeah. So, this might. And now that we do have a fan base, maybe we can get a broken mat. Uh, I hope. I really hope that this is the way he can not necessarily break right now. You know, this is just the crumbling. It's it's the first pillar that starts the domino effect. You know what I mean? It's your block of ice and it's being chipped away slowly. That's the way I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it like the domino effect. That it's the first domino to fall. And it's very large because he was so in charge. And, you know, as they say, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. So uh -huh. for me, it's like, yo, they're coming down, but they're coming down real slow. And then the second one's going to come down and the second one. And I think that by the time it gets to that finishing, that finishing of the final, like, domino falling, mm -hmm. it's when we finally have a live show at full booking of the stadium and everybody is in appearance and Double he's finally broken Matt Hardy and he can officially bring back the deletion. I say do it for double or nothing. When du is double or nothing? May 30th. We got more than I enough time. I think that's way too soon to you say. You think that's too soon? I definitely, I think by fall. Damn, yo, you're going full gear. Well, let me say something. They've been dragging out storylines for how long? Why can't they let this one drag out too? You're right. You're right. Unless but, Matt Hardy wants to be but active. You know what? That was our main critique. That the storylines were dragged on for way too long. I know, but I don't mind watching Matt Hardy crumble. Okay. Because it's something new right now. Yeah. And it's a, it's a new turnaround because now this is the third turn. That we've seen from Matt Hardy. This is now a third personality we might see. Yeah. So for me, it's easier to transition than from, um, say, Kip, Kip and Miro with Cassidy and Chuck. Yeah. You know? No matter what, I'm intrigued to see where Matt goes. Um, we know that Hangman's probably going to be with Dark Order. Yo, Dark Order's getting Hangman in a little bit of trouble already. Pete, yo, peeped out that he was wearing purple, y'all. Yeah, on BT, yo, he was wearing a purple cowboy getup. Uh-huh, purple and white shirt. But, yo, they're already getting him into trouble, charging his card. He already got rid of Matt Hardy's money, apparently. He was like, yo, I don't want it. He was just like, yo, I told the accountants, yo, just get rid of it. I don't need it. He got himself a lawnmower, and that was it. Yep, he got rid of the rest of the money, and they were over there getting extravagant gifts for him using his credit card 16 barrels of whiskey yeah 100 slots barrels guys yeah a couple of slots for johnny hungy um <laughs> 10 got himself a mountain of snow they're going skiing guys <laughs> they're going for a sleigh ride <laughs> uno got him a beautiful edible arrangement apparently oh my god it was full of fruit and cole cabana provided the coupon code for it to save him 20 percent <laughs> Hashtag Colt. Hashtag Colt. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Look, guys, I am excited for this. I love where it ended. The match itself, I gave it a four out of five. Um, I gave it four and a half. I, I liked it a lot. It was a great start to finish. Mm -hmm. I um, hyped up for the match. I was glad for the match. I, I was glad the way both people played out. It was so excellent. So, the casino ladder match. What'd you think of that? They were going for a Sonic ring. <laughs> that was so cool. I mean, some people had some opinions, but my opinion is I 
I thought it was kind of cool looking. Yo, the brass really ring different. legit looked like Sonic the Hedgehog's rings. I yeah, loved it. I was like, that shit is gold, y'all. I don't see where's brass about that. <laughs> and that shit looked like it was made of styrofoam or plastic. That ain't made no brass. Oh, no, that was completely airbrushed. Yeah, <laughs> it was painted shellacked. But um, the match itself, I will say, was an excellent match. Uh, I felt a little bit drawn out at some points where... Cody dragging out his injury was a little like, all right, dude, come on now. Like, you had me focusing on Cody too much more than what's going on in the match itself. I liked it. I really liked it because the whole time everyone would be thinking mentality-wise, oh, look, they're keeping Cody in the picture still. Oh, shit, you know, Cody's probably just going to come back after 10 minutes and, you know what, yeah. come in and win this thing. Yeah. Nah, that's not what happened, though. It's not. No, it's like it, it was actually very well done storyline wise. I feel like the mystery person. I was right. It was you one of my guesses. Predicted it. It was Ethan Page. I was thrilled with that. Okay. Completely thrilled. We have some. I'm we have somebody who can be a brand new heel. He has excellent mic work. Yeah. One hundred percent. He's great on the mic. He has the look. He has the style. He impressed me during the ladder match itself. I know him as a tag team wrestler. Okay. But for a singles competitor, I feel like we're in for a brand new world. He's legit probably what this division needed. Okay. For right now. They, they're good with their homegrown stars. But they need that star that has been on the scene for like 14 years. To help elevate them. He's been around that long? Yep. How old is this kid? In his 30s. Bro looks like he's in his early 20s. MJF looks older than him. I don't see how MJF is 24, dude. I really don't. But, like, um, damn. MJF's, MJF's got a lot of stress and hostility. That's why he looks older. <laughs> <laughs> you funny. When you guys stay in character 24-7 to sell... <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. He must be exhausted. He needs to let go of that tension a little bit. It'd be great. It'd be great to see him out of character and being a genuine person. But I mean, if that really is his character, then then wow, man, what a what a personality indeed. So, Ethan Page, based off what you saw, what do you think of him? I'm intrigued. Okay, he is. Uh, you know, he had a little bit of pop and shine. Uh, it was great to see him, but again, I was so distracted, and at this point, I was already a little, you know, tipsy and feeling the booze, and, you know, um, I couldn't really pay attention too much to what was going on, because I was like, okay, ladders getting thrown everywhere, it, but the whole match itself was great, he took a great fall, um, what was it, uh, he had, was it Archer in between? The ladder. Yep. And then he slammed. It was either Cody it? or Penta. I don't remember I who it was. Did, I think he like did he suplex Penta onto it? He suplexed somebody onto it. But it was something. It and, was like oh man, it was it was a beautiful though. suplex itself. First off. Yeah. So he's he's um someone to look at. Uh, I was introduced to him as him facing himself. Yep. She saw <laughs> Ethan Page versus Karate Man. That was her first match. <laughs> 
which that <laughs> that's like this is what's coming to AEW. We're gonna talk about a cinematic match, but that's just comical. That was funny. That was like watching like a spoof on like nineties video games that was in arcade funny. games. Yeah. It was fun. It was entertaining. But um this match in general for the way Scorpio Sky shined out, the way Lance Archer shined. I think Archer. every single person in this match you know, apart from Cody, because Cody is Cody, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Cody's gonna, Cody's gonna always be the best seller and everything. Cody's considered a living legend at this point. Like, yeah, definitely. But you know, for me, I feel like if uh, you had anybody really shine over him, I wanted it to be Penta or Archer. Okay. I'm not at all disappointed that it was Scorpio Sky. Good for fucking him, yo. Now Sky Good was for him. Sky was my it was Sky it and was Penta. Choice, right? For me it was between Sky and Penta. Okay. I knew that the way that they were hyping up Sky, the way that they were putting him on commentary, it made sense that he was actually just gonna win the match. Yeah. So I'm over here like yo when they announced him, they announced his immaculate record, basically. Like, they showed that he had, like, a 31-5 and record or some shit like that in AEW so far. Oh, really? Yeah. Lance Archer itself, phenomenal athlete. I loved everything that he was doing in the ring. I loved everything he was doing with the ladders. I loved seeing him just on a warpath. Yeah. But Penta shined the most for me. Out of everyone, was, it was Penta, yeah. and I am thrilled with what I saw from him. Even if he fucked up, he went back and he finished it. Mm-hmm. He still got the payoff. Yeah, there's like he, one little. Even up. Ethan Page did that too. Ethan Page made a slip up, and you know what? He took the guy. I think it was Cody, and he fixed what he did. Yeah, he like, recovered. He went well. right into it. He recovered very well. Yeah. So this match overall. I gave it a four, a half out of five, personally. Oh, wow. Yeah, this was so far my highest ranked match of the night. I had the opposite with you with this one. I, have, I gave it a four out of five. Um, I was very impressed with Max Caster as a singles competitor. I feel like putting him yeah. in the mix with every single one of these men is actually the perfect way to put the spotlight on him. Now he has to be a singles, a singles athlete. He is out of the tag team competitors, so it's like, look. The way Tony Khan saw him and Anthony Bowens, they were both singles wrestlers. And yeah. it was Tony Khan's idea to put them together yeah. as a tag team act. Maybe Caster had to actually go through this and needs, needs his own shine. Because, yo, he came out hot with his rap and everything. Yeah. I, he was on fire talking oh, about Cuomo, talking about... That spit just was everything. fire, bros. Like, y'all don't even know. Y'all gotta hear it, though. You gotta hear it. It's amazing. But, I'm just um, impressed with him as an athlete, with an entertainer. He did impress me for this ladder match. I will say that. Um, based on any other matches he's had before, he was much better in this match than he was with 10. I liked him a lot more with this. Yeah. Um... If but, anything, this proved to me why he belongs in the ladder match and not 10. Yeah. As much as I wanted 10 in it. I mean, instead. we did see 10 interfere. We saw yeah. him come out because who was it? Uh, who was it? Jack Evans? Jack Evans right. came Jack out Evans to interfere came with out. the boom box. 
Max Caster had the boombox, so he kind of had the advantage after Evans lost. But Ten came out to make the save, kick Jack Evans' ass, and kick him the fuck out of there. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe one of the last things uh, Matt Hardy hires everyone to do. Oh. Well, hires Jack Evans to do. If he has any money. If he has any thought or recollection anymore. So, uh, for Scorpio Sky to win this, I feel... What if he becomes the homeless one? Oh, my God. <laughs> Play over acting like a bum. You're funny. Like, what if Vince McMahon went broke? Well, he, be... Is he going to be the anti-MJF? Ooh, I don't know. That could be quite interesting, though. The way that Scorpio Sky won. Oh, he was like, in your face. <laughs> yeah, it, it really seemed like Cody was set up to win. Cody came back, like, he came back swinging with his fucking belt strap. Yeah, yo, he's like, yo tengo la correa. I'm like, oh my God, daddy coming with the belt. Oh no, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and it really seemed like at the point that Cody was going to win and everything. But you know what? In the end, he was at the top of the ladder with Scorpio Sky. Sky was like, really close. nope, took his face Palmed it and legit pushed him off. Yep. Like, it, he looked at him and was like, not your time, boy. Like, and in he your grabbed face. Sonic's rings. <laughs> he grabbed the last ring that you needed so that you could be Dr. Robotnik. Guys. Yep. He so, got the ultimate ring. I love the match. I thought it was very entertaining. I always love a lot of matches. Like, I, I liked um, somewhat, uh, you listened into, what was it called? The app that you were using? Oh, I talked. I go on a uh, clubhouse. Clubhouse. Yeah. Someone in Clubhouse mentioned that it looked like a donut. I thought that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really funny. I was like, "Wow, a golden donut. That could be like something in Simpsons." <laughs> but that was funny. I mean, it donut. is pretty odd, though. I don't know why, dude. I had such a far-fetched idea. I don't know why the fuck I thought this, but I thought it was gonna be like brass knuckles. <laughs> You know, like a when I hear brass ring, brass I do think brass knuckles, actually. Like, I hear brass ring, I'm like, all right, brass knuckles. That They're going for brass knuckles. I kind of thought the same thing. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, But then I, a thought went through my head. I'm like, all right, it makes more sense. It's going to be like an actual ring. Like, MJF's got that diamond ring. Now there's going to be a brass yeah, ring. Yeah, okay. And, and, no, this was a lifesaver. See, <laughs> I got a golden lifesaver. <laughs> they don't get a golden ticket. They got a golden ring. So I got a golden ring now. But yeah, uh, it was a lot bigger than I thought, too. It uh -huh. was very bright. They had a lot of spotlights shining on it. They had so many spotlights shining on it. And I wonder if that like affected the wrestlers at all or anything. It, but it seemed I don't know. to. It seemed to. Now, this old brass ring thing is an analogy and a spoof on Vince McMahon. Yes, this is toll hit at him as he By saying him. grab grab him by the brass ring and run with it or some shit like that. Yeah. I don't know the exact terminology, but this was the wrong night actually if you asked me to use that Unfortunately. analogy. And we'll get into that in a couple more matches, but we have some more things to talk about before that. Okay, so um how can I put this? <laughs> On our last show, you were inspired for us to make it based off the conversation we had. Oh, that's On right. the Hall of Fame worthy new signee. Prediction. So, we predicted to a bunch of people. 
Yeah. Can you say who the person was? You want me to say who it was? I want you to announce who it was. Why? I want you to announce it. You guys, Derek is upset. I'm not actually (laughs) upset, upset. You were disappointed. You know what? I was on a hype train. I was on a Twitter hype train. I'll tell you that much. I feel like the world hyped this up more than anything else. That's the unfortunate part. Now, to piggyback off of Mark Henry, this person is an amazing person. It's just that... uh, To just go off of my own thought. The internet, social media, is so toxic for any movie, TV show, or anything anymore. Because people, there's so many people that demand a specific thing that if you don't give it to them, they get mad and they want to like, they want to start doing the torches and flames and and kill the beast already. You know, mm-hmm. they're not even understanding why. We're like, oh, forget the fucking majesty king, majestic kingdom that the beast built for you, right? No, fuck the beast. Let's go kill the beast. Like what? Like, but the hype train that social media created, unfortunately, got me back on the hype train. Mm-hmm. I was really rooting for CM Punk. Of course. I was like, this would, this would be the best time out of nowhere for it to be Punk. If it is Punk, if he were to come back, and um, he would be so welcomed with open arms by us fans, right? And then, yo, even I hate to say it. I would have even preferred Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. But because these two were the only quote-unquote worthy people to the majority of fans, why does that exclude anyone else? So for me, exactly. For me, I'm not disappointed. I would like to see where they go with him. He is a favorite of my goddaughters. He loved him. Mr. Charisma himself, Christian Kane. Cage. Cage. I Cage. keep doing that, dude. Yeah. I keep going game. Now we have two cages. Cage versus Cage. And we Let's got two go. pages. We got Hangman and Ethan. That's right. We got Ethan Page and Hangman Page. We got like how many the double Battle of the Page and Battle of the Cage. How many double it's the age whammies battle. are you guys going to bring us? But yeah, the hype train unfortunately got me hype and I wasn't so I was like when I saw Christian, I was like, "Oh, all right, but I'm not disappointed at all. Okay, a lot of things went through my head at that point. All right, what's uh, up? One, WWE missed the ball. They missed that mark. Yeah. The best thing they could have done was to have Cage in Edge's corner for WrestleMania. Oh. Because, you know, Jey Uso is going to be in Roman Reigns' corner during their match. So who are they going to put with Edge? That's the question now. Who are they going to put with Edge? Because, yo, Charisma... Um, Charisma. <laughs> Captain Charisma. Yeah. Christian came back at the Royal Rumble. And he actually shocked everybody. He was last five. Oh. And you know what? He actually showed off in that match pr- pretty damn well. He showed that he hasn't missed a beat, just like Edge. And they showed why they are Hall of Fame worthy. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, just because it's not Punk or Lesnar doesn't mean that Christian is not 
Hall of Fame worthy because he very much is. But I feel like people definitely read way too much into the lines. And, you know, Tony Khan had a really good uh, sell where he said, my favorite wrestler of all time, not everybody's or AEW fans' favorite wrestler of all time that anticipated. You know, people you think read he into it too much. I think it's a, I think it's a smart gimmick. I don't think, yo, how do you get ratings? You talk the best game you do, and if you could oversell, fucking oversell, because you know what, you still sold. People were upset. Yo, I paid fifty dollars for this bullshit. Yo, I paid this much money to take a flight to Florida to do to see this show and pay these tickets for the show's bullshit. It's like no. You, I bet you had a damn well good time the whole time before they announced either him or whatever happened at the end of the show. Okay, yeah. like you had a great time because the whole match was fucking, the whole show was still good. Okay, my question for you is, when Sting debuted, was he announced? No, but he was out of nowhere and it was awesome. I will say... Mm -hmm. Had it been the other way around with Big Show, had it been like I will quote, I will piggyback off of LaGreca and Bully Ray, where they said it if it had been Big Show, um, be the person announced at Revolution to be, hey, look, he's joining AEW, sure, he's only a spokesperson and all, but no, I think that would have been an even grander. Mark than for Christian and it could and it be Christian is signed to AEW and he's the one that was released on 11 o'clock at Wednesday morning you know but no instead it was the other way around and it made it become underwhelming for a lot of fans it became underwhelming for you it became underwhelming for me I really didn't feel like it was so great I was just like all right okay cool yeah you know now, that that's it okay cool now my thing is I talked to you about Matt Hardy and Chris Jericho getting yeah. people over. I and Sting as well getting people over. Right. I really hope that with maybe with this signing, he comes in as just a regular star, and he's there to put himself over. Ah, you don't think he's there to help people put over or help a creative? Look, backstage to help a creative? Absolutely. Yeah. But I feel like he can be utilized in such a way that, that his style is more like an old school style. I haven't seen it, it in a it's while. Not, I gotta... It's not flips and glitz and glam. It's hard hits and punches and brawling. Okay. And... He's, he's really he really is a good wrestler, you know. Like it's a shame because he gets the same rep as a Dustin Rhodes or uh, Matt Hardy would. Because he where, was in the shadow of Edge. Exactly, yeah. and it's like after thinking about it, after feeling it out, it's like all right, he came out, he signed, and he didn't say a fucking word. Yeah, true. What did Moxley say to Kingston during their feud? I forgot. <laughs> About the dog that doesn't shut up? Um, He basically said, the person who talks all the talk really can't walk all the walk. 
Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. And it's like he's just a big yappy dog. At this point, they're showing that yo Christian's coming in. He means business. He's here to do one thing and do his thing. He was in. He's out. That was something that I really appreciated. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to do anything but just show his face. Yep. Sign the paper and be out. Like he didn't have like what I enjoyed about his compared to Sting's debut is that Christian came in, showed his face, said goodbye. Sting came in and started talking. Like, you caught me monologuing. You know, like, come on now. Like, why? Like, this this is a person who was always silent for so many years, and now he's talking? Yeah. All of a sudden? what? He was an enigma. That made me scared for him to lose in the cinematic match. Mm-hmm. So. Now, do you think... Well, you saw the way Sting came in. Sting came in and jumped right into a story. Immediately, he got in Cody's face. He got in Darby's face, and he was there for one thing only—to save them. Do you think Christian will do the same? I hope that they play it smart. Christian shows up on Wednesday, gives his entrance statement to the world, and then we only see him for maybe a couple of weeks. Oh. Let the mystery build up a little bit. But why? Then why? Then why that hype? Oh, you know. Because why, when why it the hype does come, AEW saying that they have a new signing. Because when it does come, it will shock people. Oh, I don't know. Look, he is a former I think world champion. Far off from that, he is a former world champion. Yeah. He is a multi, maybe a twelve-time tag team champion. Mm-hmm. He's an Intercontinental champion, U.S. champion. He sold many titles, 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 titles. So it's like, yo, he knows how to get shit done. According to people in the industry, he knows how to psychologically build a match. Not just go in, hey, I'm going to hit my spot, I'm going to hit this spot. He listens to people and he's like, all right, no, we're going to do this because this works better in this way. So he is an elevator in every single way. So... Am I overly hyped for him? No. Am I intrigued? Yes. Okay. okay. I will agree with that. Do I think Big Show would have been a better person to introduce that revolution? Kinda. Yeah, because, yo, what way to do a revolution show than a big show? Yeah. Like, if you, if, yo, if you had a sign, like... Christian is announced to AW. Oh shit, cool. Oh man. Now we hype for revolution. Yes. Because now somebody's gonna be announced because Christian is there and he's gonna announce somebody. And then it you hear well like I oh man. See, I would have lost my lid. The reason know? why it actually would have been a m- more of a shock for Big Show is because Big Show's been loyal to Vince ever since he came in exactly. since 1998. Christian has come and, come and gone to different companies since he's left Yeah, WWE. he's rubber banded around. He's so, gone to Impact. He's gone everywhere. See? He's done his stints. He's done the indies. It would have been he so good. He does the circuit. So it would have made more of an impact with Big Show just simply because we knew how loyal he was to Vince. Yes, and yo, I think it would have been a great pop. It would have been a fun uh, way to get people of any fan, of any fan base, to be like, oh my God, everybody knows who Big Show is. 
you know everybody knows big show there are some people that don't really know christian i myself don't know christian that well i've seen see? him in the later 2000 years mm -hmm. you know i didn't get to see him in his shine of the you know the best generation is the x generation days you know so i don't know much about him so now i i can't me personally i could not be hyped and see, it's sad that i'd rather have had lesnar as a choice over christian but that's because i'm biased and i don't know him so right now i am very open-minded i don't mind at all that it's him and i'm looking forward to seeing what he can deliver and do for the company to make them evolve and grow see i've known christian since he's been in the brood wow he, we saw gangrel in AEW for a minute jeebus bro um he was in the brood you with talking about the brood <laughs> yeah with, he was in the brood with edge and gangrel they were a bunch I of vampires forgot. i forgot um, about that shit guys yo gangrel oh, was oh doing the God, gangrel fun. was doing the spit on the fucking uh stairs before yeah. triple h was doing it on the apron <laughs> triple h got that ish from him oh uh, that's not a fact I'm, that's just my opinion um <laughs> But it's like, yo, I've been watching Christian since I was like 10, you know, maybe 11. Oh, wow. So you've had I, lots of I'm 33. Of, like, so it's experience. like, that's 22 years of seeing, seeing his, him wrestle, you know? Seeing his style. So was Tony Khan wrong when he said he's Hall of Fame worthy? No. No. Was Tony Khan wrong in saying he's one of his all-time favorite wrestlers? No. No, because that's that one man's that, opinion. Yep. Exactly. It, it's the wrestling world's fault for blowing this out of proportion. It is social media's fault. Whoever is running behind those hashtags, whoever is running on the, their mouths tweeting, y'all better stop it. Blame Twitter. I do. Yo, we grew up in a generation and we didn't have social media. We didn't have spoiler alerts. We were able to wait two weeks to see a movie before people hyped it up and said, oh, wait to go see it. You were able to, you know, it's still... People always will have opinions, and unfortunately, in social media, there will be a lot more bots that will go on these voting things than there is anything else. See, I think it's funny. Before social media, I remember it was so revolutionary when there was the Monday Night Wars between WCW and uh, WWE, or WWF back then. Bischoff went onto live television and announced the spoilers for Monday Night Raw before the internet was <laughs> had like the dirt sheets and everything. It's like he had them printed out. They were like, Mick Foley's going to win the title tonight. You only knew if you tuned in. Yeah, and everyone tuned in to watch Mick Foley win the title. You know? Oh. So it's like, look, it could work against you, it could work for you. And at this point, the internet worked against you. Uh, wholeheartedly. And Completely. I think that they definitely oversold it to, to a point that it overhyped. And did not really deliver in the best way that the hype created. Now, do they, but again, I blame the internet for that. I feel like they should have actually announced this very much earlier in for the pay per view too. I feel like this should have happened probably after the first match. So it was yeah, like yeah, I don't know why they teased it so when it, he talked yeah. to what he talked to Dasha. Yeah, and it's like all right, I get it. He's one of your friends. You know him for years and years. You work together. In no the one a. can outweigh him. Come on. Outwork him. Outwork. Oh, outwork. It's outwork. Yo, I swear, Big Show said outweigh him. No, it was outwork. Let me say something. I was drunk, <laughs> and I 
I had to take a potty break at this time, so I went I went on my phone and I was like, who's the heaviest wrestler currently? And I'm like, damn it, it is Big Show. So it's not Big Show. Who else could it be? Because I swore I heard no one can outweigh him. Mm. So I unfortunately unheard that. I don't know if it's another slip up on Big Show's part, and he did another little. No, I heard him say outwork, and yeah. I, my mind started wrecking through it. Like who, who's outwork? Oh like... man, and maybe that's why I said, "Damn, it's Lesnar." Yeah. But oh man, like I oh man, yep. Never mind, guys. I'm just confuddled. All right, so <laughs> we go from something that wasn't so hyped up. Well, that was so hyped up that was like, blah. So something... Oh, are we talking about that now? Yeah. Oh, no, wait. What? Which one are you talking about? I'm talking about the cinematic match. Well, Ooh. what went from me thinking it was going to be crap, like uh okay match, to something that became an instant classic, I feel like. Yeah. Now, this thing in Darby Allin How did match, you think it was going to go bad? I thought it was going to be a regular match before it was leaked online that it was a cinematic match. I thought it was going to be in-house. I Like I said, I thought they were going to protect Sting way too much. And that it was going to be put into a way that, look, Sting gets over. But it's like, look, Sting can only do so much. In yeah. this, they were able to take their time, film it within a course of a day or two. And actually let them rest. Let Sting actually be able to show off his power. Let Sting actually show off that he can actually still do this while he's still behind the scenes training, getting his stamina up, getting his charisma up. Yeah. This was the perfect way to actually save Sting for everyone. I agree. Um, Also, his first match in front of live people shouldn't be a tag team match. Bully Ray said this. I fully agree with this. His first match should be a one-on-one match in front of people. It sh- yeah. it shouldn't be in a street fight at all. It it's already to a point where he is um he's seen seeming overpowered because he's that legend. He got overhyped. Yeah, and then and then we had a dragged-on storyline with him for a little yeah. while. But yo. This definitely redeemed him, I will say. Oh, fully. Fully. You know, so... His first AEW match? I love it. Yeah. This is my highest ranked match of the night. Yeah? What'd you yeah. give it? I, I gave this a five. I fully love this match. I think, cinematically-wise, it was done right. I think Taz being on commentary was the smart move, as unnatural as it seemed for them to be doing commentary on... A cinematic match but it's like I don't want to hear dead air at one point I don't want to hear dead space like I don't want to hear nothing I do want like commentary from people I kind of want to hear Taz's reaction because this whole thing is about Taz this whole yeah. thing was all about Taz's ego and Taz not being able to let go of Darby Allen yeah you know so to hear Taz and hear his reaction throughout the whole match and hearing him getting disappointed. Yeah, we have a plan. We have a plan. Oh, fuck. Our, pan- our plan is backfiring. <laughs> I kind of feel like that added to the match a little bit. Um, but at that point, I kind of feel like it should have just been him and Excalibur. 
Yeah, it, I like if they kept it at the chemistry that him and Excalibur have on Dark, yeah. it probably would have definitely been a much better commentary. Mm-hmm. Um, they they even put uh, Billy Ray po- pointed it out too that I didn't even realize that Billy. Jay. You said Billy. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I thought I said Billy Ray. I'm my bad. Um, he pointed out that Jr.'s voice was clean and good during the cinematic match so you could tell that they were even pre-recorded and i was like oh yeah but you know what to give my opinion about the match um i was gonna give it a five out of five because this was the second match that i had on my list for the highest rated match of the night okay um and then i changed it to a four and a half because of bully ray saying that one thing that JR wasn't live and that they weren't live, it was pre recorded, brought you back to realizing it was pre recorded. Had they not commentated, I would have definitely gave it a five out of five. But I'm a little on the line. I'm a little bit on the line because I feel like it deserved more than a four and a half. It was so well filmed, so well directed. Darby Allen was behind the creative for yeah. this, which you told me today, and I was like, bravo to him. Yep, he went Yo, to film school and he used his uh, education wisely. He listened to things from Steve-O and Jackass. You know, he's done his homework. Yeah, This kid fully. has done his homework. He has a beautiful eye for the camera. He's done this with his promos already. Mm-hmm. So he he's always been one of my favorite promos. You know, that was one thing I liked about him. But it was sad that we didn't get him to be so um, as showcased as much. Now with this match, man, talk about Daredevil work camera work um brian cage had an amazing silhouette i gotta say like there was times i'm like they should use some of these pieces for like commercials for the company that he uses yo like oh my god um the lighting amazing ricky starks selling against sting awesome i enjoyed ricky starks a lot I enjoy Brian Cage. I enjoyed the appearance of Hobbs and mm-hmm. Hook. Yep. I didn't mind them. Yo, Hook. That was crazy. Hook is. Dude, you thought he was brolic. I thought he was a little smaller because the the big jackets he wears makes him look like he's as big as the See, other boys. I, I feel like he usually wears like sweatshirts to make himself look bigger. Like, yeah, nah, like so he's he actually looks, big under there. Nah, I, to me I was he looks e- bigger in the clothes. I was expecting someone like a Marco Stunt or like a Jungle Boy no, under definitely there. Definitely not a Marco like, Stunt. Like, <laughs> look, he's a young kid. He's younger than MJF, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. It, for his age, he'll be looking more and more like a properly toned athlete in no time. Um, I have a lot of hope for him in the future. For who, who his dad is. Like, Taz at one point was one of my favorite wrestlers. Especially in ECW. Even in uh, WWE, when he came in. Mm-hmm. I've always loved him. I always thought, hey, look, he's the tiny guy. And he can actually kick ass. That was my thing with Taz. Taz was like... 5'4", 5'5". He's a little short little he's thing, little. dude. And yeah. he was like suplexing people around. <laughs> like seeing him go up with Brock Lesnar, it's like, yo, oh, yeah. So, I loved everything. I feel like not one single person got the spotlight, but every single person got over in this match. 
Oh man, I think and everybody had a spotlight. What do you mean? No, that's what I'm saying. Not one person had the spotlight. It was everybody in the match that had the oh, spotlight. Oh, everybody okay. got over. Everybody was able to sell properly. Everybody had their time to shine. Even Hook and uh, Hobbs, they weren't yeah. even part of the match, quote unquote. But still, they got their time to shine. And yo, I had one problem with the match and one problem only. What's that? There was a moment. When I think it was either Cage or Hobbs, no, Cage or uh, Starks, they were taunting Sting and they were like, Oh, you're nothing without the bat. And then he throws the bat up. Mm-hmm. The bat actually falls down. No, it didn't. It did. It bounced off and bounced down. No, it didn't. It fell off the rafter. Yeah. I saw it go through the window. I need to rewatch that because you I'm need to pretty re- sure nah, I saw bro, it fall out. Nah, bro, that thing went through the window. Okay. Unless, I, unless there's an edit problem or something. That's my thing. I gotta see that. But now. I think you saw probably a rag or something. Something fall, fell. But it wasn't the bat. I saw the bat totally fly through the thing. I'm yeah. like, they must have done this a thousand times for them to nail that shot. That was my thing. If you're going to do cinematic match, how come you can't get that properly done? No, but I'm sure I, they I need, did it enough time. I need to rewatch takes. it and I need to see it. This is a match I definitely need to rewatch. 100%. Yeah, that, that is a match to want to rewatch because yes. it was great through and through. It was a great performance by everybody. Great finish. Great everything. You know, yeah. I was like, okay, they're going to give uh, Sting the finish. Amazing coughing drop by... Coffin dropped by Darby Allen from like the third floor. On the cage? Yeah, that was nuts. Now. I was hoping for something to happen in the middle of that. Now. <clears throat> Tony Khan made some weird, interesting comments last week. About? If, if Darby can't compete on Wednesday, then he has to forfeit the title. Is he able to compete after doing that? That stunt? After that stunt. Is he able to compete? Whoa. Well, I think that's a teaser so that if things at Revolution didn't go great, that it gets you to still tune into Dynamite. Because that's the saving grace right now is the continuing of the storylines of whatever's left over. Because, you know, our last match of the night, unfortunately, had a very weak ending. I'm kind of over here, like, hoping, yo, maybe But this would be interesting because who's next up? Scorpio? Scorpio Sky. And if they give it to Scorpio Sky... Where is he going to start defending? Yo, you got Ethan Page right there. Uh Right there. Look, me personally, I would love to see Ethan Page go on and face Cody. Immediately. I I would love to see the ultimate... They're calling him All Ego, Ethan Page. All Ego, right? Yeah. So I would love to see Ego against Ego. Because who's got a bigger ego than Cody? Cody is very egotistical. MJF, Jericho. Jericho, not as much as MJF. Jericho. Matt Hardy before he started breaking. <laughs> like, but I would like to see him against Cody. Okay. You know, like, okay. like at least from him being a heel and Cody being a face, I think it works. Like, yeah. it'll give Cody time to step away from the main spotlight as well. Yeah. But at this point, I am just thrilled with the way that Sting got over. I want to see if Darby is injured or not. So that's one main reason why I want to tune in to Wednesday. Good good cliffhanger, I'll yeah. say for that. Because 100%. I didn't even think of... Um, I didn't think of that stipulation that Tony Khan said if he doesn't perform on Wednesday, he's going to have to... Because he saw the risk that he's going to take. Uh-huh. But 
when did they film this? Yeah. So when when did they film this and when did Tony Khan announce this? Um, they filmed it throughout the course of last week. Tony Khan announced it all week. He was on AEW Unrestricted. He but was that, on well, Busted Open. Which day of the week, though? Thursday was and it, Friday. Was it he confirmed that Thursday he, he was on Unrestricted? It wasn't confirmed what days it was filmed. Oh. But look, Tony Khan's not going to film something without having a script and without knowing what's going on, you know? No, but, granted, granted, right? But what if it was recorded? Mm-hmm. And he knew that Darby Allen got injured, and uh-huh. that's why he says that. That's kind of where I'm going at this point. I'm kind of hoping, not hoping. Are look, you? I don't want Darby to be injured, but I mean, that's Darby a crazy hasn't been a good stunt. champion. That that's a crazy ass stunt too to perform to fall out on. Yeah, like how many times has Darby defended this title? Hey, so does Sting get the title and then defends it against Scorpio Sky, no, and that's the un- start? Unfortunately, we'll probably have another tournament up until Double or Nothing, oh, the way gosh, that they work. Darn it. <laughs> um, but look, I'm I excited. Tried, you guys. I'm very excited. <laughs> I would love. I can't wait to see what happens Wednesday night. I want to see if Darby comes in. Even if Darby loses the title in an actual match to Sky, Scorpio Sky deserves it. Well, hey, he made a comeback, and it's great that he's made his comeback, so let's see where he goes next. I would like to see him have a shine that he deserves too because he's another one that um, when he was in SCU with Frankie Kazarian, you know, he was great with him. He was a great partner with Frankie, but now... We have uh, Christopher first Daniels. WWE ta- I mean, well, WWE. First AEW Tag Team Champions. Yeah. You know, and then we have uh, Christopher Daniels paired up with him. So why not have um, Scorpio Sky have his solo round, you know, have his solo flight. So it'd be great for him to, you know, go sky high, fly high. <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I pressed something. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so the thing is, is that this whole cinematic match was I think the best step up that they could do for a cinematic match I just want them to learn from this experience that commentary can be brought down don't I rather that they don't say move for move yeah I rather them just straight up react actually react oh oh no come on Oh like, shit! Like Taz rooting, come on, Ricky, come on, Ricky. Like that, I didn't mind that. Act at like all. an actual spectator. Yeah, that. Like a real spectator. Taz, like Taz you're in the to crowd. Me was the only one that felt like a spectator. Everyone, yeah. Excalibur and Jim Ross went straight into like caster mode. Work and, mode. Yeah, they went into work mode, and I think that they would be much more successful in their next cinematic match if they were to minimize the narration mm-hmm. and give more attention to the cinematic match going on all right well regardless that was matching the night for me 100 percent. yeah yeah more than the tag team yeah wow yeah they were tied for me but i still say the tag team because i was great i was happy with start to finish with it mm-hmm. the only thing that stopped it with this one is because the commentary was too much i was trying to like say well if i was in the audience in an arena, there's going to be thousands of people talking at the same time next to me anyway. So exactly. I'm going to hear commentary anyways. A- another thing, do does the crowd hear that commentary? That's true, too. You know? You know, like... 
Because Taz talking th- during that is kind of pivotal. I wouldn't think so, though, right? I don't know. Unless you're watching it on the screen and then you're just watching it and you, he- you hear the recording because yeah. it's all part of the audio. Exactly. You know, but uh, it takes away because I liked how Bully Ray said that it made you feel like you're very much in the moment. It felt like it was live. It felt like a real action movie. It felt really good. I'm like, oh, man, this is like a straight up a scene out of a good action movie they it, made it look really well it done it seemed like the final act of a movie <clears throat> yes um with all the sting and darby clones like following oh, them all like the hoodlums That's yeah right. um even the fact that sting and darby had both each other's makeup on that was it amazing. was like the coming together to make one whole oh i love like, that mesh i'm that i'm a brooding empty soul i'm a brooding <laughs> empty soul we can be one. <laughs> yes, that was fucking great. I love that match. It's like they did a fusion dance from Dragon Ball Z. They did, but they did it with like minimalism. Like, uh, his bat touched his skateboard. There yeah. you go. <laughs> so, um, that was match of the night for me. The match that I hoped would have been match of the night for me was the Barbara death match. Um, I'm not going to call it an exploding, exploding. Death Wire <laughs> match because it was an exploding barbed wire well, death match. It was, it was just a barbed wire death match. It was supposed to be, and there was supposed to be an earth shattering kaboom. So, and it just didn't happen, you guys. Guys, everybody. It was a fizzle. Everybody is all up in arms about the match. You know, like when you go to TGI Fridays and then it's like, it's your birthday. That's what happened. Happy, happy birthday from all of us. See you. Psst. Nah, me personally. That's look, what happened, bro. Look, <laughs> I love the match 100%. Nothing can stop anyone from telling me that wasn't a brutal fucking match. That wasn't a good match start to finish. Agreed. The, once you start telling me that the ending sucked, like the post-match sucked, yeah, I agree. You know, like, look, we haven't seen a match this brutal since the dog collar match. It, was it better than the dog collar match? No. Because no. the dog collar match utilized their environment with the dog collar better than AEW utilized all their barbed wire. Um, it looked like it was put together too properly. Properly? Yeah, it, it should have looked more like a massacre on the outside. It's like you had like little tiny rings of barbed wire like stapled to the board. It's like, yo, I wanted to like barbed wire like mesh everywhere laid on top of each other. Like barbed wire on top of barbed wire oh, like cross hatching. Like you feel maybe. like that the barbed wire was too neatly put on yes. platforms? Yes, I got you. 100%. I got you. It's like, yo, you remember when uh, Moxley did the suplex Onto that giant bed of barbed wire. In the in this match? No, 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 no. In a previous. In a previous match, it might have been with. Oh man, I think it was with Kenny Omega at one point. There was like this giant mesh of barbed wire that he suplexed someone into. It was during a pay per view. It might okay. have been against Brody Lee, okay. but yo, that shit looked brutal. This kind of looked like. Somebody got, like, furniture from Ikea that <laughs> went step-by-step step how to build this thing. Aww. And it was like, all right, 
So you got all the way to the end building the furniture and then the bracket broke at the end. <laughs> Yo, Kenny Omega hyped up this whole, I'm going to build a ring. And then I, I appreciated so much his little napkin drawing of like little cartoon of Moxley is going to explode there and Moxley's going to explode there. And it's just going to be like, oh, okay. Little did I think they were going to only use like two ropes and one platform for explosions because... It was three ropes. Three? They did three. All right. Weren't the ones on the... That were laid on the turnbuckles also supposed to explode because in the Mick Foley one, every single thing exploded. Okay. And the there was no ropes. There was just barbed wire holding them up. So there was no pansy shit about like, oh, well, you know, you have the rope to help you bounce back. Regardless, they got caught in that shit and they got caught bad. Oh, absolutely. You know, but, no one can deny any of that shit, any of the brutality itself. Yeah. Um, look, me and you were talking about it like there wasn't enough explosion. But, dude, the ref was in a hazmat suit for what? That, that is what... For what? That is what my major thing was one the ref was in a was in a hazmat suit it, he, the i was like somebody's gonna catch on fire the commentating team even mentioned it like the ref is in a bomb suit they called it no, yeah shivani no, they called said it, a hazmat suit no, shivani called it a bomb suit oh my like, god like legit bro. um if it was me all right first off i don't want to talk about the ending for another minute um me personally, like I said, the outside I would have just built a little bit differently. I did like that they had a way in and out of the match, okay. like in and out of the ring. That one of the ropes wasn't completely uh, done. Yeah. I would have put barbed wire on the stage. I would have put barbed wire on the LED flooring. I would have made that whole LED flooring rigged to explode. Mm. We've seen explosions in wrestling. Yeah, but that's expensive in the in that LED flooring. Y'all think that Tony Khan can't? Exp- uh, Yo, that's kind of wasted money, though, dude. That's a lot of. When you hype a matchup, I rather that they. I rather the idea that Bully Ray said, where put it in the middle of the field, where you could destroy something and just clean it up with a patch of grass. That's right. Like they could have worked in the middle of the actual football field like the stadium match did. Yeah. Like, But you know what? If they did that, then it wouldn't have been in front of the fans. And that would have been the last two matches of the night true. that back-to-back the fans wouldn't have seen live. And you know what? I feel uh, like at that point true. the fans would have actually complained even more about it that that's were live true. there. That's true. But listen, we've seen... We've seen... I've seen in, in shows... Not live shows, but like on TV live. I've watched shows and I've seen old YouTube videos of the ring completely collapsing just because somebody decided to do a German suplex or or a tombstone and the whole thing just collapses. Yeah. Why the fuck didn't that happen? Because... That was one of the first things every, I said. Yo, start from start up until... Kenny pins for the win. Yes. Okay. Let's go before that. Let's go to that point. Okay. It was great. Yeah. It was great. Absolute then classic. It, I was like, okay, that's it. And then the Good Brothers come out. Mm-hmm. 
I was like, yo, this is good. Oh, man. I wanted them to, you know, before this, before the pin, I was like, I wanted him, I wanted at least Kenny to go into one of the platforms on the outside, just like Moxley did. Um, it, but no, he did. He uh, Moxley did. Moxley paradigm shifted him into the platform outside. Yes. But I wanted the outside platforms more utilized. Hey, pick one up and set it up or something and get somebody to like kick by mistake. Yeah. You know, miss, dodge and miss kind of thing and still get an explosion. Oh, shit. You know, you guys are such hardcore performers and wrestlers that you're willing to blade. You're willing to do extreme shit. Why did they take the safe route? I don't understand, but do understand at the same time. I mean, why wouldn't you be safe? Um, but they, they're they very bold daredevil men and i was just so surprised and and again you you've even told me that um kenny omega was pissed off yeah at what happened so this isn't this isn't on the wrestlers you guys like it's not on the wrestlers it's not on them it is production team and it's their fault that it went the way it did and you know what on top of that we don't know how the rigging was done how it was set up like like you said i would have loved to see the ring implode and yeah. when it imploded, let like flames like shoot up from like the turnbuckles or some shit like yeah. that. Like do like something with like Inferno with fire. Like you were able to do it back in the day with WWE. They've mm-hmm. done it in the past. Um it's like you know Cherry Bomb. If oh my god. I had to look, the live footage did look better from like the rafters and everything it looked like that something actually set on fire and like all the smoke came up but it's like it was just smoke yeah but it was a firecracker sound you ever see the episode of south park where they sell the they could have finagled an audio for it to echo through a stadium come on dude it's a stadium you could have gave me a little bit of a kaboom like from a movie like die hard 100 percent. but like they you even if, yo if they did do that audio and if they did i think that would have been worse for its outcome visually i'm just at a point where if you wanted to sell it let it implode like look everybody was waiting for a holy shit moment but that at, was supposed at that to be. moment like you said the good brothers came out and moxley was handcuffed yeah but and this was the holy this was the start of the whole holy shit like oh yeah this is the match was good. This is what we're all waiting for. And it's like, yo, Kingston came out. Kingston got his redemption. I get that. It's like it comes full circle. Like I love that story. I, I really do love that storyline. One hundred percent. I'm gonna save my friend. He's my friend. But he's just laying there on top of them, like they both just got injured after the smoke goes off. And yeah, I'm like, what they pass out from smoke inhalation? Cause. Like, nothing, and nothing he's, else went on. you see Kingston looking up like, where is it? He was confused. Like, where is it? Like, something was supposed to happen. You know something was supposed to happen by Kingston's reaction. Yeah, he looked up before he stayed down all the way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I um, peeped that. So, uh, Moxley did get on the mic after the show. Yes. And he spoke about it. And he was like, yo, Kenny Omega doesn't know how to build a fucking exploding ring. He he might be a tough son of a bitch, but he doesn't know how to fucking build barbed wire death match. Yeah, uh, that was so, great. Yeah, he said, um, he said, I could tell you one thing, Kenny Omega, I could tell you the same thing 
that all of you guys are thinking, and you heard a fan say, bullshit, which is true, but he saved it by saying, he's like, Kenny Omega may be a tough son of a bitch, but he can't build an explosive ring for shit. So, uh, they're going to play it off a storyline? Definitely. It's definitely, I mean, they have no other choice, but how do they go, how do they approach it is the important part. Okay, it's obviously going to be a rematch. Um, um, this isn't me. Bully Ray said it. Let Moxley come back. Let Moxley take some time off. At this point, there's no reason for Moxley to take time off, though. Nothing happened. He didn't really get injured. Right. It's live all over the internet. Him after the match, completely fine, sitting in the middle of the ring in a chair backwards. Yeah. If you're <laughs> not fine, you're not able to do that. You're not selling it. You're not limping to the back. You're not being stretched to the back. You don't have fucking Kingston carrying you to the back. You're, you're not in, talking shit after you had everything. You're in the middle of the ring, bashing the person that just beat you. Yep. yep. It's like, one, you can't... I wonder w- if he improvised that. He had to. They, The ref probably got uh, an incoming radio call from Tony Khan telling him to sell that as a storyline. And that's probably what they're doing. So, uh, me... Uh, most people think something like this should have waited another year. Uh, Me, I think just do it immediately. Do it quick. Get it done with. Water bottle. Our water bottle just fell. Um, <laughs> get it done quick and do it a double or nothing. Raise the stakes. Do this something is going to that- be hard because let me say, um, before we finish up here, you know, I, I had written down... Three of my favorite top intense matches that AEW has done so far that ex- that excelled over this barbed wire death match. Mm-hmm. Where I thought these matches were worthy of being called death match. The street fight between Santana Ortiz and Chuck Taylor and um, Trent. Mm-hmm. The bunkhouse match... Between Dustin Rhodes and the Butcher fucking going at it. Mm-hmm. And then the dog collar fight with Cody and Brody Lee. Okay. I thought with those three matches, I thought somebody was going to go in the ambulance. Can I dissect those for you real fast? The, this, I was hoping some kind of like, oh man, you got everything. Yo, is he all right? Oh my God! Like I wanted to be like, is he okay after everything? No, nothing. Like, oh. I agree with the bunkhouse. I match. opened the cookie and there was no fortune inside, <laughs> and I ate all my dinner just to get to the cookie. I agree with you with the bunkhouse match, fully. Okay. Bunkhouse match, I think, was uh, more brutal. Definitely. The parking lot brawl. I feel like was better choreographed. Yeah. Choreographed better. That was crazy. The dog collar match, I feel like was kind of on par with the death match. Yeah. With the barbar match. Yeah. Dude, um, I look, don't know. Brody look, Lee showed some fucking moves that night. I never seen him do. Rest in peace. You know, like. Is it one of the best matches on Dynamite history? Yes. Yeah, man. But this I don't match think, should have excelled those three. I think that match 
was better for a different reason than this match was. Um, oh, I, I feel like they're on par, but I feel like storyline-wise, the only reason why the Cody Rhodes and uh, Brody Lee match was better was because of the story. Yeah. With this match, it was just a blood feud. You know, but they, but the both both wrestlers hyped us all up, and again, I'm really, I'm really trying not to put fault on the wrestlers for that, but what could they do? Nothing. They, they're the one, they're the faces, and it's like they look bad because production made them look bad. But did the match look bad? No, I that's don't what think I'm the saying. match looked that's bad. That's what I'm saying. Yo, in the that's... beginning, I said it. If, if you took away the explosions mm-hmm. and you gave me a barbed wire death match, not an exploding barbed wire death match, I would have been super satisfied because it would have been on par with those other matches I listed before, the other three matches I favored in, you know? But, but the fact that this was supposed to be exploding and then you have fans and newcomers into this... And people showing their siblings or their or their soulmates or anybody, this match. Oh, you'll watch this with me. Watch this with me. It's gonna be amazing. They they're hyped up because they're fans. And then you even showed me the match with Mick Foley against Terry Funk. Terry Funk, mm-hmm. and that's like even the audience reaction had me scared. I'm like, oh my god, something yeah. happened. I even watched matches with Onita, who is the king of the death matches. Look at that. And it's like, look, you had Onita there. You could have asked him for like the blueprints. <laughs> like know, right? you, ha- you had time for him to do a whole promo. It's like, yo, how do we build this properly? Somebody, you know? somebody fucked up in in pyrotechnics and everything, and it's unfortunate. But you know, if we get rid of the fact that the ending didn't go the way we all hoped and anticipated for, I, you know, I, I disappointed myself by hyping myself up too. You know, but um. In general, the entire pay-per-view, I think, was worth the 50. I think it's mm-hmm. definitely worth watching. It was excellent on all other wins, on all other types of matches, because this one match isn't the only thing that happened. Exactly. Yes, it was the one we looked forward to, but it was still a great pay-per-view. I loved it. I hope that they can recover from this in the best graceful way that they can. I was glad that the match that... I felt was match of the night was the match that they actually built the whole pay-per-view around. It wasn't the death match that they built this whole pay-per-view around. That death match was introduced two weeks ago. The first match we found out about and that this whole thing was built around was Team Taz versus Sting and Darby. Right, true. Like, so I'm, I'm glad that that actually paid off to where it actually went. See, yeah. Um, I'm thrilled with a lot of things that That's happened That's why it was still a good night. show. Exactly. It was still a good show because of those reasons. And three minutes and one fuck up can't make me not be a fan. Am right. I going to tune in on Wednesday night? Yeah, we're still course. watching. Why yep. not? We're still fans. Am I going to order the next pay-per-view? Sure, because it's going to be a completely different thing from what they showed us now. And now they have to prove to us. And have to step up their game. Yes. They have so, to pay attention to... They have to be careful with what they say and how they deliver things so that us as fans don't misread it to then create the kind of thing that we do. Because I feel like this is almost like what happened with Game of Thrones. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. like, oh man, all this anticipation because there was so much great buildup and then it's just like season eight happened and it's like, oh, Moxley and Kenny were season eight. Good start. 
okay, then a great moment, and then it, oh, it failed. It fizzled out. It fizzled. It didn't sizzle. I got no sizzle on my steak. It the, came to me dry. There ain't no and well sizzle done. on my fajita. Oh man, you guys! But nobody wants a dry uh, fajita. That's our show for tonight, guys. Yep. And we thank you so much for tuning in. We hope that. What do you, you rate enjoyed. the pay per view? Oh, I said it earlier in the night. I said that in overall general, I gave it a four out of five. Yeah, I it agree with that. It was still a good show. Definitely. Because I loved Hangman's win. I loved Scorpio Sky's win. I loved, um, who else? I I mean, I wasn't crazy for Kenny's win, but awesome on Kenny's part because we saw that coming that he was going to win. I like the Kenny one because, you know what, that brings Moxley down in the rankings. Yeah, you 100%. know, um, I fucking, inc- I, I, like almost cried that Ray Phoenix one, so he was incredible. And then it was awesome to see this new Makito. Makito, sorry. Makito um make an appearance. You know, and it was it was just great. But yo, what it is what it is. Shit happens. We can't fault ourselves for being human. You know, it it could have been anything. Anything mm-hmm. could have probably tripped the wire. Something happened. Things happen, guys. You know, people get injured. Look what happened with Matt Hardy. We anticipated the match with Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara for how long? For him to get injured oh, in five man. minutes. Oh, man. That match is over within a fucking minute. So, so, see, that's what I'm saying. You can't fault this company. Everybody, how many times people were bashing Matt Hardy? Oh, the production were horrible. They didn't line up the tables right or this and this and that. Listen, shit still happens. We're human beings, man. But we could be so careful. We could do so much. Again, I will say another farewell. And thank you so much, guys, for tuning into our show. We had such an awesome time watching. And we look forward to keep watching future shows on AEW. I'm Derek. You can reach me at Demonic underscore Lunacy for Twitter and Instagram. And you can reach me, Shelly, at Phoenix Bay on Instagram and Twitter as well. You could hit us up there, give us a follow, give us likes, whatever you like to say. If you want some input, um, any suggestions you'd have for any other you know, things to talk about. We are still sticking with AEW. We've talked in the past about talking about other topics, but AEW is our favorite right now to talk. And we enjoy and the fact that you guys are still listening in. We thank you for your support. And we hope you have an awesome evening and good night. Peace. Yeah.